What's up, everybody, and welcome into Good Karma Wrestling, our Elimination Chamber special, along with Brian Rowitz from ESPN West Palm. I'm Jonathan Hood from ESPN 1000 Chicago, and our partner Gabe Neitzel, well, he lost his voice when he found out that Carmella <laughs> was eliminated from the Women's Chamber, mm -hmm. so we won't be having him tonight. But nonetheless, we are here for you because of the Elimination Chamber, the event taking place in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And don't forget, every Thursday, we're on from 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. We're on every Thursday to give you the best in professional wrestling conversation. Don't forget to find us on YouTube or Twitch or Instagram or the podcast. Just look for Good Karma Wrestling available wherever you get your podcasts. And Brian Rowitz, I have one question for you to start off the show. One question about Elimination Chamber. Where in the hell was Kevin Owens during the main event in the match? between Sami Zayn and Rowan Reigns for the Undisputed Championship. It's okay to just be able to linger and just kind of come out, but where were you during the match to help your friend Sami? Where was he? Yeah, and that's the thing, but you still sort of had those little moments where you don't really know if they're still buddies at this point. They, I was waiting for that embrace because we didn't get the pop of Sami winning the title and blowing the roof off the place. Those two hugging would have been just as great of a ovation, but there's still those sort of seeds right there where you don't really know what's going on with those two. Let me just tell you something right now. That crowd of Montreal was absolutely amazing. We yeah. saw this on Friday nights leading into where we are tonight with Elimination Chamber. But let me tell you, bro, it's that thing was great. Just all of people singing Sami Zayn's theme to fuck you, Sam, fuck you, Roman chants. That was just unbelievable. The adulation for Sami Zayn and just for the event is one of the best that we've seen in such a long time. Yeah, I mean, the reaction and the crowd buying in before those two locked up tonight. Like, they were so into it. This was that big match feel. We were texting about it. When was the last time a WWE crowd felt like that? And it's been a long time. You and Gabe both came up with stuff that was over a decade ago. Yeah. And they were into it. They were into every false finish. They had me believe it. I bought in. I thought tonight was going to happen. We talked on Thursday. I'm the one that's sort of been pushing for Sammy to be champion. Like, I don't think so. They had me. I thought tonight it was going to happen. Only because you, you see the buildup, right? It felt like Clash of the Castle the same way with McIntyre. Maybe people didn't think that McIntyre could win, but I was really more invested in that matchup feeling like, yeah, this is the time because of the build. WWE, they reeled us in again. They made us believe like, hey, this is in the hometown of this guy. There's no question that guy's going to win the championship, and it did not. It happened to McIntyre, and it happened to Sami Zayn, to the point where if the WWE keeps going in this direction, anytime that you have this big build and you feel like a contender can win, we're always going to be pessimistic because it happened to us twice in the Triple H era. And the other thing I would say, if you're WWE, something to be worried about is at the end of that match, that wasn't heat towards Roman. That wasn't, you know, booze and, you know, garbage in the ring a la Hogan joining the NWO. Yeah, yeah. That was just silence. That was the air sucked out of that building, which isn't quite what you're looking for. And I think that is something the WWE has to be a little bit worried about right now. So what did I tell you, bro? It's, I said, you know, think about it. On the marquee, Sami Zayn against Roman Reigns. Does it sound like Sami win the championship? Well, as we said on Thursday, I gave him something like a 30% chance right. <laughs> only because maybe Triple H is going to do something different than he did with McIntyre. Maybe, just maybe, Sami Zayn can come out of there with the championship and they figure something out with, with Zayn and with Rhodes and with Roman. That was not the case. Unfortunately, we are going to get you know Cody Rhodes against uh, against Roman Reigns. But I will yeah. tell you this, Roman Reigns, a complete heat magnet. I mean, mm -hmm. here he is, Roman, talking to Zayn's wife 
in the crowd. I mean, he's doing stuff that wrestlers do in house shows usually, right? Right. <laughs> chatter you know because there's no cameras you got time to have a conversation a cup of coffee with the audience mm-hmm. while you wrestle that kind of stuff he's still doing that talk there's no mic there's no mic right. for everybody else to hear he's just there to have a chit chat with everybody it's not only same uh, sammy zane's wife but fans around the rail just talking to him it's like like i didn't want this it's amazing right. and even the little moment of him just sitting there with sammy crawling on where like you're ruining my life like those two having that conversation yeah. This is one of those matches from a WWE standpoint is going to be hard to be topped in 2023. The emotion, the storytelling, like that wasn't a WWE style match. Like there was so much that went into that. I don't know how they topped that the rest of this year. Yeah, that's a good question because we got to get to WrestleMania. That's in six weeks. You know, how, how are they going to be able to top just them? Just it's more than the match. And this is what we talk about all the time on the show. It, it's more than just the match. Mm-hmm. It's the build. It's the moments, right? WWE is all about moments. You know, you know, they'll try to maybe throw in a four or five star match along the way, but that's not what they're shooting for. They're shooting for the moment of people. As soon as that music hits for Sami mm-hmm. Zayn, that place explodes. I mean, Ariel Hawani before the the matches in the pregame show, he's the <laughs> last guy on there talking about how much Montreal means and how we don't have champions. Like he sold the pay per view more than anybody else in that panel <laughs> because he's like, "I'm from Montreal. We don't win championships, and here we are, Sami Zayn. This is our son. We want him to be able to win the championship, and they, and it falls short." But you're so right. The volume went all the way down to about two or three at the end of mm-hmm. that because it was way up high, past eleven, and then went right down to two. But here's here it is. So Superman punch, Haluva kick, Blue Thunder bomb, two ref bumps, and maybe <laughs> couldn't get the job done. Right. No, and, and you had the USO parts. We're solo, by the way. Did we miss that part of the story? Like, why is he not out there? So, like, you have that, you had the J part, which, you know, interesting that it wasn't the obvious of J turning on Sammy, and you sort of had those seats playing. Now, everything worked to perfection tonight. I got my hopes up. The crowd got into it. And now, I mean, the path to Mania, like we've talked about, it feels like a letdown. Like, Roman versus Cody, sure, it'll be a great match. Those two will deliver. But is the crowd going to be as into it or even half as into it as they were tonight's match? Uh, you know, well, it's in SoFi Stadium, so what kind of crowd so- a sound will you have? Sure. At least this is in a, in a stadium at the Bell Center where it just it, the roof was blown off, but people are still into it. <laughs> you don't get that same effect in big stadiums. But just to kind of kind of pick this match apart, so not one ref bump, but two ref bumps. Holy yeah. Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> they really need to have two ref bumps, but they did to have that to tell the story. But so there's still some things that I'm wondering about. You mentioned Jay Uso, right? So Jay Uso could not pull the trigger and right. hit Roman in the back to help Sammy win. I mean, so I'm not, not only me, I'm like pissed tonight at <laughs> Kevin Owens for not coming out sooner. I don't need you at the end of the match. I need you in the match. <laughs> like, if you hate Roman, the Roman is the same Roman that beat you. Don't you want to screw Roman? No, you come on afterwards and get your stunners in that was stolen <laughs> from Stone Cold Steve Austin. My whole thing about this is, is like, so why didn't Jay pull the trigger? This right. is Jay still part of the bloodline or not? Yeah, and that's thing. So there's still plenty of storytelling to go, but now Cody just sort of feels ancillary, where it's like, hey, we don't really want to hear. We want to see more of Sammy. We want to see Sammy and Jay stuff. And yes, if we go down the path of Sammy and KO versus the Usos, that's going to be a great match. Honestly, it'll probably be the match of mania of both nights. Those four in the ring in a tag match. That match will deliver. 
but it doesn't have the same steam. It doesn't have the same moment as you talk about of Sammy freaking Zane winning a world title. Like that's not happening now. And that's a letdown. I know that's not what you wanted because you've been saying this for months <laughs> that you did not want to see the combination of Owens and Sammy against the Usos. But it seems more and more likely that that's going to happen. Like, if a championship's going to change at WrestleMania, it might be the tag team championships. And again, that's that's undersold because how many days have the Usos had the championships? Right. Well, but but again, I'll ask again. Like, so by the time WrestleMania is ended, will Jay Uso still be part of the bloodline? That's the question. I'd say yes at this point. I think somehow, like, you know, he's upset with Sammy and, like, reads into something or, like, the KO part will play into it. So I would say yes at this point. The solo part is interesting because he just sort of feels there. And, like, is there a big moment for him? Does he get a Mania match? So that's the interesting part also. Like, there is still a lot of story to tell with the Bloodline, which I applaud them on that regard. It's it's fine. But, I mean, you, you the buildup for Sammy Zayn was so big, though. And with yeah. solo, if you weren't sure, SmackDown. On Friday night, soldier, everything you need. But anytime yes. that there's nervous there and Montreal hitting the button, the dump button over and over again, the screen goes black. I'm like, hey, what's going on here? I want and thank God for Twitter. Thank for yes. thank God for GKW underscore wrestling, our, our Twitter feed for good karma wrestling. So I can be able to go look at the feed, the international feed, to mm-hmm. find out exactly what was said. More <laughs> more F U Roman chance, more of that, right? That's why Fox was very, you know, nervous about yeah. that. Like, okay, let's oh my can't have that. But it's just they sold you, man. Mm-hmm. If Sammy w- wins the championship, just say what if. Say, say Jay Uso gets the chair and hits Roman and screws Roman just like it, like Sammy did. And Sammy wins the championship. How what, what happens at WrestleMania then? Say Sammy wins. Now what would happen? Three-way? Three-way. Three, yeah, I think three-way at that point. And even then, like Cody winning, like great. Like I'd be okay with it then. Like Cody winning now and Cody being the one to end the reign, the 900 plus days feels like a letdown because it's not like Cody's been chasing this. Yes, we've get the Dusty story, which is something I think doesn't connect with the whole audience, especially the younger audience, because they don't know who Dusty is. They don't know that Dusty was never able to win the big one. So to me, it feels like a letdown to where this was built. It fell into your lap where maybe this wasn't your intention from day one when you started doing Sammy Bloodline, but it worked out, and I feel like they dropped the ball tonight not pulling the trigger. And so, and by the way, because you see this, is it similar to Drew McIntyre? I can never believe them as heavyweight champion now. Sure. I mean, I know it's just one defense, but it's like, you know, it, it was just a, the kind of dream that I think that a lot of Daniel Bryan fans had, right? They had to wait well over a year, well over a year for him to even be WWE champion because people kept rooting for it. The same thing with Sami Zayn. And again, I will point out again for our, our new audience here, what was so unique about this is, this is not Brian Danielson having to go through a gauntlet of five-star matches to get to MJF and AEW. Nothing wrong with that booking, but the difference is Sami Zayn did it by turning on Roman and never having to get in the ring and like wrestle right. three or four times to lead into Elimination Chamber. It was just all emotion. It's all you know, video clips, all of his interviews that he did, and all the gift to gab to lead up to Elimination Chamber. He didn't have to put his body through the, the wars of wrestling a ton to sell you on the pay-per-view. It's Sami Zayn who, who felt like he was disrespected by Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. On the other side, it's... The guy, you know, it's Roman. Right. Roman you know, the champion's been there for 900 days, and I just thought the story was great. It's, it, and it will continue to go. That's going to be great to see. Yeah, and to that point about Sammy the wrestler, like, I think it was easy to forget over the last year, two years, 
of how damn good of a wrestler Sami Zayn is. I mean, yeah. his mania moment last year was a giant mousetrap with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. And like he delivered because he's a great character and he's able to do those things. And character is the word that, you know, you and Gabe would throw back at me like, oh, Sammy's just a character. Like we don't really need him as the world champion. And he built that up. He showed what he can do tonight. Every part of that match was fun. I would have liked a little bit of blood. I know WWE doesn't go down that route, but I think that would have added to it even more like a bloody Sammy in the middle of the ring. But just an amazing match of those two really just delivered tonight. You don't get blood, but you get a big red scar off yeah. the chest. I don't know where it came from. You get a nice scar. Like he had a surgery from. during the match. Like, what, what was that from? I don't understand. I don't, I don't know, but he got a nice – I mean, you don't get blood, WWE, but you get a nice scar if you need right. one. That's for sure. Uh, the, the men's um, elimination chamber, and again, you can follow along at GKW underscore wrestling uh, on Twitter and Good Karma Wrestling on Instagram. Bro, it's we saw with the United States Championship on the line. And the one thing about the Triple H era that I really like is that the Intercontinental, the United States Championships, both singles championships matter. They mean mm -hmm. something. For guys that can put their bodies through what they went through for the secondary championship, the United States Championship, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't really have any sort of, you know, excitement about this match coming in. But by the end of it, and the ending sort of sucked, but like, Every one of those guys sort of got their chance to shine. Like Damian Priest getting a this is awesome chant. Bronson Reed doing his part. Like that was a fun match. I wanted to see Montez Ford get the win. I thought it was sort of his chance to sort of get that push. Logan Paul and Seth Rollins will deliver at Mania, but it just felt unnecessary in this match. Like Theorious Champion is like, okay, great. We sort of run its course, at least in my eyes. But that was a damn good match and not really what I expected coming into it. Well, here's the things I discovered watching the U.S. title elimination chamber match. And I knew this before, but it was solidified today. So Austin Theory has the shittiest finish in the business. <laughs> he does. No, I'm serious. Like, like that's the worst. I don't yeah. know what that's supposed to be. I think it's a transition move more so than, oh, my God, you put that. Or if he puts that whole anchor on you, that whole <laughs> knee thing that he does. Boy, that's the end. No, it's yeah. not the end. It's the shittiest finish in the business. It is. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Like, he felt like sort of the bottom of the barrel of this match. Like, Montez sort of had his moments. Priest, like, I, I just don't know what the end game is with him. Like, him versus who at Mania is sort of that moment. Unless they just go him versus Montez there, and that's when he wins the belt. Like, there's no clear Mania path for him right now with the belt. Well, I, here's what I do know. I know why he's in place, because he gets heat. I mean, yeah. he's he like the second or third most... Um, yeah, most of a heat magnet uh, on the show because anytime it comes out, hear that terrible A town, whatever yeah. that is, <laughs> it's like, oh, it just takes the, the air right out of the room when he comes out, right? But that's his job, though. I mean, he right. is a heel. Uh, Damian Priest is one of these guys that I've watched in the indies and then watch him now in WWE. Bro, it's boy, he is, to me, he's a future singles champion. Mm -hmm. I just think that him being part of this faction only helps him even more so. But he had some really great moves in this match. I'm a Damian Priest fan from way back, and I think that he could really be a future champion in this company. Yeah, really good showing for him. And another one that, you know, we talked about, Johnny Gargano. We've talked yeah. about his booking, and since his return, it's sort of been lackluster. But tonight, they just let him go. They just let him wrestle, and he showed us he showed why he is Johnny Wrestling. Like him and Rollins one on one to start that match. I think a really good moment tonight for Gargano. Hopefully, some momentum to build off of for him. And Rollins is just a solid. I mean, you know yeah. that that's going to be the anchor. That's not a surprise what he did in there. Uh, Bronson Reed is like Bam Bam Bigelow times ten because. <laughs> 
of the kind of moves he does. Like you knew, all right, you got a big guy in there. It's kind of like Raquel Rodriguez, except you know, good. So so when Reed, so when, so when Reed, hey, she's got a nice back though. I mean, she's and got she a nice smiles. Back. Don't forget, she smiles. Ah, she's a heel. God damn it, she smiled. Uh, so but you see Reed out there and. He's just flying all over the place. And you love a guy like that because a big guy moves around like a cruiserweight. He's using his body. But here's – and this is where there's a little Shawn Michaels, Triple H magic, <laughs> right? So I'm thinking, oh, my God, Bianca Belair is going to be a widow here because uh, Montez Ford, who – you know what Montez Ford is? Before I even get to what happened to him, Montez Ford, to me, is a 1990s WWE tribute band. Okay. Like, 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 it's one thing to be able to, like, hey, this guy's gonna be a, a, a right. single star at some point. Pro, it's how many crotch chops do you have yeah. to have in one elimination chamber? And like, a people's you, elbow. What What are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fair. You're trying to pop. You trop. You're trying to pop the truck with that. I mean, that's what he's right. doing. Just like Triple H is just like, hey, he's using my move. Uh, I like it. Uh, like, okay, so how many crotch chops do you have in, in people's elbow? Like. You're a 90s tribute band. What do you do, yeah. Montez? Like, like if you do it once, if you do it once, it's sure. like, oh, wow, okay, I remember that. Now he's getting fired up. If you keep just crotching your chop and then getting a clothesline, right. it's like, <laughs> I don't understand what he's doing there. But I love the, the little NXT magic that we saw. I'm talking NXT, the old brand. Yeah. Montez Ford is out, laid out flat, and he's, he's not getting up after he gets the one, two, three count put on him. Like, oh, there's something wrong. When officials come out, referees come out, it's like, oh, and the, there's silence in the building, right? It's like, oh, man, like he's got some kind of concussion or whatever. Right. And they just do it just to open up the, the gate to let Logan Paul in. Right. <laughs> like, like uh, as far as I can tell, I don't know if you see it on your Twitter. I think that Montez Ford's fine. I think yeah. they did it just to open up the chamber so that Logan Paul could do what he did to Rollins. Yeah, and they were starting to plant those seeds, I think, through social media and other interviews of Rollins talking about Logan Paul. They yeah. had their rumble moment. So, again, I think that's a match that will sort of deliver. It felt like a letdown because in the ring, so many of those guys delivered. Logan Paul has earned his keep in the ring and what we've seen from him. But I don't know, like that ending sort of took it away from me a little bit from the, that match. Well, it scared me because I thought Montez Ford Fair. was really hurt. Right. That's why I mean I didn't know. Like until they opened up the chamber, I didn't know. And then you see this clown come through there, like <laughs> Logan Paul. I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. But I was a little concerned there for Ford at first. And so I mean it, it was fine for what it was. I, I, I liked it. I did not dislike it. I just think that you know Logan Paul coming in there clearly is setting up for a, a Logan Paul Rollins match that we are not asking for. Right, exactly. 100% agree. And also, uh, Gabe just texted us, presser going on right now. Theory throws out an open challenge for Monday. Edge says he'll accept since he'll be in Ottawa. So Theory versus Edge for the U.S. title tomorrow or Monday night. And that gives us a nice segue to my guy, Edge. <laughs> I'm an Edge fan. Uh, I, yeah. like, I'm an Edge. I, I love Edge. I, I, I love to see Edge out there. Edge and Beth Phoenix, and they get the job done against Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. And so... This match was better than I thought it was going to be. Yes, agreed. Now, did Beth get a little lost there early? Yep, a little ring rust. Okay, that's fine. But it's better than I thought it was going to be. And Beth Phoenix, so here's what happens in a match like this. You don't expect much, and then they over-deliver. And now I want to see Rhea Ripley against Beth Phoenix. Sure, yeah. Whenever. I just want to see that match just one time. The only thing I would say, though, is like it talking about Mania Pass, like it feels like Edge and Finn is sort of on that path. And if this feud's ever going to end, 
did tonight really make you want to see more of those two in the ring together? I think that's the end of this, is it not? I I feel like they're going out of the mania. I mean, the rumor has been hell in a cell with those two. Edge versus Finn Balor? Yeah. It'll, it's, it'll deliver. I just want to know what the end of this is. Right. Like, it doesn't feel like there is one, and it's one of those where it's like, all right, like we, we've seen this uh, time or two at this point. I mean, if that's going to be the end, if that's the blow-off, the blow-off should be in a cage or some kind of specialty match, and now we can end this thing. You know, I mean, this has been going on for a while. Like, hey, Edge, you built a shitty Judgment Day, and it was not good when he was in it. And I'm an Edge fan. I'm just like, okay, this is the worst gimmick you've ever been in. Like, because you went from babyface to heel, like, in two seconds. Right. Remember this? Uh-huh. Like, his, his like... And then back the other way just as fast, like after they dumped them. Well, right, right. It's just like, okay, so my God, holy, holy uh, big show. How quickly is that, right? That just didn't make sense to me. So if they're going to blow it off, bro, I'm totally fine with it. Just just end it, though, after this. If if the blow off is WrestleMania, that's fine. But if if it's Edge and Finn Balor one-on-one, you know it's going to be a good match. You may not want to see it, but you know it's going to be fine. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think, like you said, tonight definitely over-delivered, especially, you know, based on expectations. So it was a good, fun match. It was a card that we talked about the crowd. They were into it all night. And obviously it was all the anticipation of Sammy. But the crowd being so into it, there really were no lulls in this night. And that goes a long way in a wrestling show. Well, let me tell you where a lull was. If I can tell you, if I told you that the worst match on this card would be Lesnar and Lashley, that's actually not such a bad thing. Because I mean, listen, I don't like the finish. That was pretty bad. Um, because I mean, just uh, you, you, uh, here's Lesnar in peril, and right. hurt locks on him, and he can't get out of it. And so he's got the old trick knee, as Bobby Heenan used to say, the old trick knee right to the balls of Lashley, and then disqualification. It's like, come on, brother. Yeah, uh, that's that's all you got. I mean, so so Bobby, so. Let me get this right. Brock Lesnar can't lose the Elimination Chamber? Right. That- well, we talk about heels and faces. Okay. What's Lashley? Uh, he's supposed to be a, a baby, <laughs> he's supposed to be a heel in this situation. Is he? Okay. Like, so he's the sympathetic heel that's winning by DQ? Like, I don't understand that part of it then. Okay, well, this whole thing I don't understand <laughs> because, uh, like, if you if you hit somebody in the balls and then do what he did to Lashley, is that uh-huh. the mark of a heel? Is that the right? Of a heel? And then the other weird caveat is last night you have Bray calling out the winner of that, and then not having Bray show up tonight. So, what does that mean? Right, because it's one thing you had that match, yeah. and then Bray comes out, and like when I heard that, I was like. Oh, Bray versus Brock could be a fun mania match, but now where are we? Like, there's this one makes no sense. I don't need any more of these two in the ring. Bray is still just sort of out there, and you know, no man's land at this point. Like, yes, that was definitely the low point of tonight's show. Okay, so I'm just gonna give it out there, especially if Vince has something to do with some of the booking here. I'm hearing that he's over the shoulder. Yeah, of, of Triple H. Have you read that too? Yes, Meltzer threw it out there that he he's got his finger a little bit just on the pulse of, especially the main event scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's why uh, Zayn lost tonight. Yes. So here's here's the scenario. Vince has something to do with it. So Bobby Brock, uh, you've got Uncle Howdy, okay, <laughs> and. Your other guy there. Right. So you do a tag right. match or not? Oh, I guess. 
four-way dance. That's what you have there, tag team. <laughs> you gotta get all four. Gotta get all four there. Bray, Brock, Bobby, and Uncle Howdy. Okay, good. And then we find out Uncle Howdy is Bo Dallas. That's right. That's right. Because okay. you got a Bo leave. Now you yes. got four B's in there. Yeah, Bobby, Brock, Bray, and Bo. There we go. There's there's your mania <laughs> marquee right there. Yeah, I don't know where this is going. That's a that's a, I mean, so obviously you know it's gonna be a lot of power moves, and we saw sure. that from both. I mean, uh, a couple of spears here, a couple of you know F5s there. So you know it's gonna be pretty physical, but I didn't expect that to be the finish. I mean, that's that's a great finish for like a raw or smackdown. Right. But again, I, again, I always say maybe I'm old school, but just on an event like that, someone has to be uh, getting their uh, either tapping out or getting a three count. I didn't like that. Yeah, that match did nothing for both those men. Like, no one gained anything towards that. No one gained anything of like, okay, hey, this is a legit challenger for something down the line. Like, it just was stagnant for both those guys. And a long build to to that, to a DQ. Yes, yes. So, if that's the worst match on the card, I can do with that. Sure. I just didn't like the finish. But then you get the women's chamber matchup. And how fantastic you've got Asuka, who gets the job done, Morgan, you got Nikki Cross, Natalia, Carmella, uh, Raquel Rodriguez. They're all in there. Uh, Carmella's in there as well. Well, I'm very surprised that Carmella's there at the end. Did not yeah. expect that. No, not at all. I agree with that. I mean, they made Liv Morgan look pretty strong. Like, the match was good. We all sort of knew Asuka was going to win, and that's why I feel like, you know, just throw her out there first and just do the thing that way. But overall, I think a decent match. And Asuka versus Bianca, like, I'm on board with that. Like, that's a match that can main event one of those nights at WrestleMania. It won't, especially when Charlotte's in the other women's match. Yeah. But those two have the potential to steal the show at Mania. Yeah, that did, would not surprise me if that's the opener. And, and by the way, in wrestling parlance today, opener, middle, yeah. it doesn't really matter. But back in the day, if you were the curtain jerker, it's like, oh, man, you're in the first match. You're not, right. It doesn't matter anymore. I mean, whatever, wherever you're slotted, you can have a really great match. And I think with time, I think Asuka and Bianca could be really, really good. I would agree with that. I was very impressed with uh, with Morgan and Nikki Cross. I've always been a Nikki Cross fan. Like yeah. I didn't like the A. It's funny that Cole mentioned the broadcast. It's like, you know, she's a former Raw Women's Champion. And I was, and I was thinking to myself, was she really? Right. That really wasn't her. That was right. ASH, which was awful. No, this Nikki is awesome. Like, I love this character. Like, I think back to, like, to me, one of my favorite Nikki Cross moments is that NXT match with Shayna where she gets choked out and, like, is smiling as she's getting choked out. Like, yeah. she's just a great character. She delivers in the ring. And tonight, you know, a good chance for her to do the same. Uh, and Liv Morgan, as I told you on Thursday, there's a little bit of a turn in Liv Morgan. Yeah. She, but but here's the thing. Like, okay, let's let's dissect this for a second. Is Liv Morgan so strong that she can't she can't submit? She has to go to sleep. Right. right. Oh. I know, With I two know. submissions. Yeah, I didn't know that she was Roman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Keep Liv strong, brother. Like, oh, I guess okay. so. That that she, part was definitely interesting. But hey, she's continuing to grow and develop, and that's pretty cool to see. I, I like Liv as a little bit of a heel there. There's a little spice mm -hmm. there that I like. Now, when she was champion, not as much. Um, she was working with Ronda Rousey, was she not? Right, yes. That's the problem. Yes, 100%. <laughs> now, I feel like the biggest challenge for WWE moving out of this is how do you continue to develop the rest of the women's roster? We know they're going to put time and effort into the two title matches, but are the rest of them just going to get thrown to the wayside in some random-ass battle royal? Like, How do you continue to build the rest of them? 
Well, that's a good question. You know, um, watching the Royal Rumble, the women's Royal Rumble, I saw some matchups, some really good matchups for us. I was telling you that you said, you know, you watch this. It's more than just seeing people go over the top rope. When they're matched up against each other, you can look at and say, oh, this might be a good match down the line. Uh, So I I still believe, based on what I saw from the Royal Rumble women's match, there's a lot of talent there. It's just about the booking. It's about how you put put them together. Uh, And so, because I think that, this show criticizes the women's um, roster a lot for WWE, and then we saw how much talent they really had, and so that really rang the bell for me and said, "Boy, you know, there's women here. Just gotta, just gotta put them in the ring." You know, right? And that thing, they're very top heavy. Both title matches, Rhea and yeah. Charlotte, Bianca and Asuka, they're going to be great matches. But how do you develop the rest to where after those matches there are credible challengers? Because you don't want to get stuck like we see on the men's side where it's Roman and then a whole lot of nothing. Like you have to be able to build everything around that. So from everything that we've talked about here and, and Sami Zayn was just the roll of the dice to me, just like Drew McIntyre was the roll of the dice and whether or not at his, in his home country, he can win the championship. So, so what happens now, bro? It's what happens now. I know we got WrestleMania right around the corner. What can the WWE do to be able to further this storyline because now that Sammy's pushed out, it's not like Sammy's coming back on Raw or SmackDown and said, I want my rematch. Now, like, that's right. not happening. You had your one shot, you didn't get the job done, or Kevin Owens didn't get the job done, KO. Why didn't you go and help your friend? Why didn't you help your friend? And hey, Jay Uso, you had all this opportunity. You had, what, 20 minutes as you were holding the chair? Why didn't you crack him? Why didn't you crack Roman so Sammy could win the championship? So Sammy got screwed twice there and then screwed two more times because two ref bumps. Okay, so now all that's to the side after tonight, right? So what else can the WWE do to convince us that Cody Rhodes is the guy? That's the question. I don't don't know because it's been months we've talked about the sort of the path to Mania being Cody beats Roman to finally end the run. KO and Sammy beat the Usos. And it feels like we're still there. And yes, at times, predictable works. And when it's obvious, like, it's fine. But now it just feels like a letdown to where I don't know if fans believe in Cody. Yes, the young audience is going to cheer and clap. But we're going down that path of him turning into a Cena or him turning into a Roman where fans are like, you know what? I don't want to cheer this guy in a suit. Like, I don't see me in Cody Rhodes. And that's a risk they're going to have to take or really step back and be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right path right now, but I just doesn't feel like that's going to happen. We'll take uh, what uh, used to be called your viewer mail. If there's any comments, we'll take <laughs> yeah. some of those as well from Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash uh, Good Karma Wrestling. Uh, we'd be glad to take yours. Um, and also on YouTube or on YouTube as well, look for Good Karma Wrestling there. Vikram says a predictable ending, but what can you do? Uh, well, I didn't predict that ending. Did what we did. <laughs> look, look. Maybe we thought Roman was going to go over. We just didn't expect it to look like that. Right. Well, hey, KO, if you're standing in the back seeing your friend getting screwed, what are you going to do about it? You're going to come out at the end? <laughs> Is it, see, his, but his appearance didn't mean anything afterwards. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And you didn't even get the hug between those two to sort of add to that as well. Ace Camacho says he wants to give. Uh, he yeah, KO wanted, wanted to give Sammy him. the moment. Also, uh, Ace Camacho, the crowd was all in from the start and made the entire show feel important. Well, you're so right about that. And again, it starts from SmackDown, though. And if you watch Friday night, if you weren't sure if you're going to get the get the event, well, that go home show was just tremendous. Yeah. Because, and by the way, I didn't do my homework for this. I did not know SmackDown was going to be Montreal. Yeah, it was Montreal, right? Yeah, uh, same place. Yeah, same. Yeah, right yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't expect that. I, I thought it would be <laughs> like in um, you know, Quebec City or someplace else. 
and then they'd go to Montreal, go to a different province. But boy, they had back-to-back shows. And I think the crowd toward the middle to the end, where you started seeing lulls in the match, it wasn't as hot as it was at the beginning. But think about all the times that you've seen like two wrestlers on either side of the ring and they haven't touched yet and the crowd's on their feet. Yep. Was it was you seeing that? Especially in the WWE. Like it's one thing to see in AEW or other places, but we don't see that a lot in the WWE. Uh, Inspirado is on Switch. He says, I don't get why they just can't split the titles and have a payoff for Sammy and Cody. Well, you're just preaching to the choir. I mean, Brochi's <laughs> been on this and Gabe's been on this for a long time to split the championships. Triple H is in a corner right now because he's thinking, after all this time, what can I do to split the titles? There's one thing you could do. You could do it old school. An authority figure like Adam Pierce comes in and talks to Roman. It's like, oh, Roman says, nobody can beat me. I've got these championships. I'm in God mode. Nobody can beat me. All this stuff, right? And all of a sudden, Adam Pierce comes out. And Adam Pierce says, okay, well, you're on this show, Raw. You're also on SmackDown. Looks like you have two championships. Yeah. That makes you the undisputed champion. Well, tonight, you're going to fit in against so-and-so. Yeah. And it's out of nowhere. I don't have my gear. What do you mean? I'm in God mode. You can't do this to me. I'm the tribal chief. And you know, all this stuff is like, no, nah, you got to do it tonight. And then he, he loses against whomever, whether it's KO or whomever, and he loses that Raw championship. And he's a SmackDown champion. And then you can go from there. There's a way to do it. Both nights of Mania. Sammy one night, Cody the other. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, Sammy winning, then you add to Cody. Like, I, there's just so many ways you can do it. It's just that, but they, but. And, and you know they can do it because Heyman has got two championships. He's hemorrhaging, trying to right. breathe every week. Just like I think it's a rib on him that he's got to have those championships and, and still do a promo. Like it's those things are heavy, aren't they? Yeah, poor guy took a stutter tonight. Rough times for Paul. <laughs> Gerald Reed says I was almost waiting for GSP to jump the rail. Yeah, that's a, that's another story. So so there you have GSP, the great UFC fighter. He's there, right? Uh huh. And Ariel Hawani is there. And boy, there's controversy around him. We can unpack that just for a second. So Ariel Hawani, who I watch on his, you know, his MMA podcast, and he does a great job of being able to include wrestling in combat sports, yeah. which I think is really cool, bro. It's, I think it's great that he's like, okay, this UFC guys, I'm tired of them for the week. Let me bring in a Tony Khan. Let me bring in Sami Zayn, Triple H. He's had some terrific guests uh-huh. so because he's a wrestling fan like we all are. But the question for some wrestling fans is, did Ariel Hawani cross the line by even being on WWE program? He's in the crowd for SmackDown because he's in Montreal. He's with all the crazy fans. He's doing the, pre, the pre-show. He did a voiceover, I think, for yeah. WWE for something. Or an uh, awesome Sammy video package, yeah. Yeah, and so Tony Khan gets on Twitter, the head of AEW, and just like, hey, you're a phony reporter, just like Tony Schiavone. I don't know why he threw Shivani in the bus. I think yeah. that was weird. Poor Tony. Well, yeah, people no. are also upset because when he had Tony on, he pushed him out the brawl out stuff. Tony didn't answer. It's like the legal issues. Then he calls out Tony for not answering that stuff. Yeah. But then when he had Triple H on, there were zero Vince McMahon questions. That's correct. So, you know, maybe not the most 100% unbiased. Yeah, yeah. And so, but but Michael Cole made a, made a point of it saying, yeah. There he is, Ariel Hawani, a very unbiased reporter. Well, of course, because he's doing the bidding for WWE. Of course, he's right. unbiased in WWE's eyes because he's on the panel. He's right. doing voiceovers. It's like, wait a minute, right? Yeah, so weird. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lay off Twitter, though, Tony. You don't need to be involved in that. Too seriously. 
Robert five four eighty says that that match was awesome. Uh, he said it was an awesome match, and I thought Elimination Chamber was good. Yep, yeah, yeah, it was a good show overall, and really delivered. Uh, Evil says that uh, Jay could have taken the Rock spot and fought Roman for the head of the table. I think we're we might be headed to that. Yeah. I just but feel like how? whoever ends the reign, you need a little bit more sort of story behind them. And Cody doesn't have that right now. Yeah. Soul Brother number five says that let they let Montez lose in a strong way, so he'll definitely get another shot at the U.S. title. And Seth will focus on Logan for WrestleMania. Well, again, we believe that Montez Ford can really be a good singles wrestler. I don't think there's any question that the talent's there, bro, it's. Yep. I just need to know outside of his moves. I mean, is he going to stand up and do crotch chops like you know, right. DX? Is he going to keep <laughs> right. doing that? I mean, that's that's the question. Like, I, like this '90s tribute. I mean, what else he's going to do? Is he got the you know the fist up for the Nation of Domination? Does he have <laughs> like what what else? What, what else? He'll is be doing do? the worm on Monday night. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> and he, don't put it past him. He can do that. I think I've we've seen right good. That. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the problem. Is he going to do that too? I mean, that's the whole thing. So I I don't know. But I just think that there, there's some interesting things going on in WWE as they head to WrestleMania. I'm I'm just very intrigued because as we they keep telling us the bloodline's fractured. Uh-huh. The bloodline now, Jay Uso's over here, but Jimmy's definitely close to Roman, and Paul's close to Roman, and so Sokoa did not see him tonight at Elimination Chamber. So what's up with that? And by the way, we have confirmed now that the Usos got their visa problems straight now yeah. because they're in Montreal, right? That was yeah. a question. That was real. That was real, wasn't it? It, it was, yes. Uh, that not how they broke it down, but hey, they got there. So congrats to them for making it north of the border. So because of how Roman was able to beat Sammy, and again, the screwiest of screwy ways in 1989 almost finished the way it was just two ref bumps and all this other schmas to be able to get him the championship. So with Cody Rhodes, I just I, I look forward to week after week the build to convince us that Cody's the guy. Because if yep. Cody's not the guy, then we might have to wait until Philadelphia for WrestleMania for The Rock. And even if it's The Rock, what does that really mean? Like this is where this this company is, where it's good, good storytelling. You got one great storyline, but all the contenders, Roman's beating all of these guys. He's stronger than Hogan. He's stronger than yeah. he's like San Martino, San Martino level. He's Pedro Morales, all these great WWE champions, right? But Cody Rhodes, what can they do to convince us that he can be able to be the guy? And a Luva kick could not do it tonight, bro. No. But but could he, but yeah, <laughs> could a uh, could a flip flop and fly and, and elbow and and a crossroads get it done against Roman? That's the question. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel as special. I mean, Cody winning, yes. It's cool as a wrestling fan to see a Rhodes ultimately get that title, especially if he brings back the winged version of the title. That'll be an extra pop on that Monday night. But I don't know. Tonight was special, and tonight is something that it's going to be hard to top the rest of the year. But the letdown was definitely there once that one, two, three was had. All right, my friend. It's time now for the match of the night. What was your favorite match? And what was your we know what your least favorite is because I think we have the same. <laughs> but what who as your the match of the night and the MVP of Elimination Chamber in Montreal? So it's funny, my two favorite matches are both sort of hampered a little bit by the end, the men's elimination chamber and the main event. 
But I do think the men's main, the main event of Roman versus Sammy, everything that went into it, the crowd buying in, the false finishes. Yes, there are things I would have liked to see go different, but that match was so fun. And to me, the MVP is Sammy. Like he deserves this. He earned this opportunity. He got himself here because of his storytelling, because of his, you know, getting guys to laugh throughout, you know, bloodline promos and things like that. Tonight was a great payoff for Sammy Zayn. I would agree with that. I would I would say that Oscar's a close second. Okay. I just think I just think that she's was fantastic in that women's matchup. And again, it did surprise me that Carmella was there. I was wrong. I thought Natalia would be first to be eliminated. She was not. Yeah. Uh, there's a Canadian factor there that they let her in for See? a little bit. I was surprised. I was wrong. It's because the Canadians get confused every time they hear the start of her music. Like, oh, Brett's here. It's like oh, <laughs> every time. I think you know what? I think Brett was running opposition in Calgary. I think he had a show. <laughs> Because he? He, yeah, he runs a show. He has a, a company in Calgary. I was wow. looking at it. I was on uh, GKW underscore wrestling. It might be retweeted by now. Okay. Nick Aldis is the champion. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably why he was not around. Uh, so I just knew it wasn't going to be him coming in. I was very impressed. I, I marked down I was impressed with Priest and also Bronson Reed. Um, and I also think that Edge is very close as well as one of the MVPs. That match with Edge and Beth, I did not expect that match to be good. I just thought it would be, you know, filler. Sure. But, boy, they all gave a great effort. And that shows you, man, you don't have uh, – you have a long time to uh, to fill. They filled it with long matches and commercials yes. on Peacock. Got a lot of commercials on a premium live event. Can I just tell you something? For someone who's been watching wrestling for a long time, that's still a disconnect for me. Uh-huh. I mean, how many you know how many pay-per-views, how much money I paid for, bro? It's for pay-per-views <laughs> where it's just like, here's the open, and here's the match and the match and the match yes. and the match. And that like that. I mean, to be able to have long form commercials, I would watch on cable TV uh-huh. on this pay-per-view. It's like, dude, I'd, I I'm I should be settled in and never leave my seat. Oh, on the yeah. WWE pay-per-view, uh, uh, a, a live event. I mean, you know what? Bathroom break. Hold on. I, oh, no, I got plenty to, you can get a lot done. You can still do, you know, get the laundry done. Still put the kids to bed throughout the show because there are plenty of breaks and long breaks. I mean, six entrances in an elimination chamber. There's plenty of opportunities throughout a show like tonight. <laughs> I mean, my God, man. It's just like these long commercials. I'm like, I just want to get to the main event. Why do I have to wait another 15, 20 minutes for the main event? Like, I understand the storytelling because there's some first-time yeah. viewers just like, okay, why do we have this match? But the commercials in there, too? Long At least there was no concert tonight, so kudos to oh, them on that. Thank God, there's no commercial, that's for sure. Well, hey, don't forget, we're on every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. You can find us on YouTube as well. Look for Good Karma Wrestling there. Same thing with Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Good Karma Wrestling. We're also on Instagram at the same handle, Good Karma Wrestling. And don't forget our podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, look for Good Karma Wrestling. Again, we're on every Thursday. We have pop-up shows like this one. We want to provide you with an Elimination Chamber special for Montreal. And it was supposed to be a celebration of Sami Zayn becoming the WWE Undisputed Champion. <laughs> and for Broads, there he is, crying, because he didn't have his guy winning the championship. Uh... Oh, well. Well, for Brian Rowitz and for Gabe Knights, who lost his voice because his Elimination Chamber of for the women's side did not come through. This is Jonathan Hood. Thanks for checking out Good Karma Wrestling. We'll talk to you Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. The best in pro wrestling conversations right here with GKW.